behaviour unit. Well, to us, just the unit, where my job was all about helping the various children who, for one reason or another, couldn't cope effectively in mainstream classes. It was a veritable mixed bag of reasons as well, including children who were in danger of being excluded, those who had problems in school, be they academic and or social, and kids who were struggling because of problems at home, something that naturally tended to impact on child's progress and well-being. The diversity of my pupils' needs meant that no day was ever just like another, and unlike most of the mainstream teachers who had clear curriculum-based briefs, I couldn't plan too far ahead because I never knew from one day to the next just who I might have in my classroom. Today, though, I was completely child-free. Well, I hope they sort it out soon, I said, declining the proffered biscuit packet and reaching for my coffee. Oh, we'll have a hard time engaging our new brood tomorrow, won't we? I don't think there's anything moodier than a kid that's too hot or too cold. Kelly nodded as she cupped her own plastic vending machine cup. Have they told you who's coming in yet? I shook my head. What with all the kerfuffle over the heating, my scheduled meeting with Julia Stiles, the school's special educational needs coordinator, or SENCO, had been knocked off the morning's agenda. No names, no pack drill, not as yet, I told her. All I know is that there are three of them, a lad from year seven, another from year eight, and a girl from year nine with long-standing learning difficulties. I'm hoping to get more up to speed on them later on today. I tell you what, Kelly said, I think I know who the girl might be. I remember someone mentioning to me she was joining the unit when you came back. If it's the one I'm thinking of, her name's Chloe Jones. Mothers are long-standing alcoholic and social services are heavily involved with them, though as far as I know, there are no plans to place her in care. There are moves afoot, however, to try and get Chloe moved out of mainstream education. She can be difficult to keep an eye on, bless her. How do you mean? I asked, having had my fair share of serial absconders since working at the school. You mean she runs off all the time? Kelly shook her head. No, not that. It's more that she's rather vulnerable. Particularly now she's an adolescent. Tends to put herself in potentially dangerous situations. She has this thing where she wants to hug and kiss almost everyone. She automatically assumes that everyone loves her. The other kids tease her mercilessly and she believes anything they tell her. You'll love her though, Casey. If it's her, she's so adorable. Well, that's a bonus, I said. I'd much prefer a surfeit of hugs than tantrums and rages. And I guess we'll see what we'll see come the morning. Right now, I'm looking forward to a bit of peace and quiet in that classroom of mine.
I picked up the piece of paper I'd been scribbling on before my pen gave up the ghost. And a little light shopping from this stationery catalogue. You know me, I do like to be organised to a fault. Well, you know where I am if you need a hand in the morning, Kelly said as we gathered our things together. You know, to help settle them in, whoever they turn out to be, just give me a buzz and I'll be there. I'm only helping out in the learning support room for the rest of the week, and at the moment there are more staff than children. Oh, and Casey, Kelly added, grinning as I slung my satchel over my shoulder, remember Baden-Powell? Baden-Powell? I don't get you. She handed me a nail file a packet of tissues, my purse and some lip balm. Uh, yours, I think, she added with a mocking salute.